Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discover It Podcast. Today, we're going to have Jody giving our presentation on procrastination. And Jody's going to be the speaker. Go ahead, Jody. Take the mic. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, he said we're, we're going to talk about procrastination, and then we're going to touch on a little bit on how follow-through plays a part in that. So procrastination is one of those habits that, you know, lead us to not achieve our goals and kind of set us back. And you can use our habits podcast to kind of help work on this also. And a lot of times we tend to procrastinate because we're trying to, like, avoid some sort of unpleasant task. There's going to be something that we need to do, but we really just don't want to do it. A good example is, like, when the alarm clock goes off in the morning, um, our mind's going to go into this time analysis type of loop where we're going to be like, all right, when's the real deadline? What time do I really need to get up? Um, if I hit the snooze, I can sleep in another four minutes in order to get up, get dressed, and, and leave on time to make it to work or something like that. So being proactive is, is a big step um, with follow-through that we're going to use throughout this presentation to kind of make those changes. That resistance is going to be we're going to, we know we need to do something, but depending on the deadline, we'll, we'll think like, well, we don't need to do it right now. And our mind's going to throw in a lot of things that will kind of distract us and kind of want us to do some of those time-consuming things, maybe play on our phone, maybe look for something. And, and sometimes we're going to be like, well, I'm kind of tired. If I go to sleep now, I'll get up early and do it, and then I'll be more, more refreshed. Or it's be like, well, I'm, I'm kind of hungry. Maybe I'll eat first. And our, our minds are kind of tricky in the way they do that. And without really looking at a firm deadline or looking at some consequences of not getting it done, we're going to kind of go down those, those rabbit holes. So a lot of times when we're looking at a task, we're going to kind of make up this kind of false sense of difficulty. We're going to think like, well, I don't really have the answers. Um, this is, I need to figure out all these things first before I really get it done or one of, one of my big things is sometimes I'll get a bill in the mail or something, and, and I want to pay it online because I, I think that's going to be the easiest. And I know in the past I've, I've called and I've been on hold forever, and you go through all these menus, and that kind of sense of difficulty or stress, I always try to do it like online or something like that. And sometimes I, I go to a link, I go to a website, I try to do all this stuff, and it takes forever. I, I never accomplish it. Finally, I break down. I call the number, and – there's been times where I've called the number, I've paid that bill or whatever, and I look at my, my phone timer, it's like been five minutes. And so that, that full sense of difficulty kind of leads us to either, one, not get started, or two, put it off until later. If it's a, a longer task, like uh, writing a paper or doing something that's going to really take a little bit of time, sometimes we'll notice that once we get started, once we determine we're going to work on it, we're going to get in this rhythm, and that rhythm is going to be – it's going to create this flow trigger that's going to start to produce dopamine. And you'll notice that if, if you've done some of these tasks and you just get in – you know, we call it like in the zone. And that dopamine is going to give us a better – you know, we're going to perform better. We're going to be able to get stuff done. And you just – when you're done, you realize like, man, I got a lot of stuff done in that short period of time that you didn't really realize. So I'm going to talk about a bunch of steps throughout this. And one of the tips is, you know, we can, we can break these things down into, like, smaller chunks where we can set a timer. One, if you're a real deadline-orientated type of person, 
uh, that timer is going to give you kind of a, I guess, full sense of urgency. So it's going to allow you to get into that rhythm, get in that zone a little bit quicker. Um, another thing we can do is kind of break up larger tasks into smaller deadlines. In the beginning when you're planning, break it up into a bunch of little uh, tasks and then make different milestones. Because some of these tasks are little steps. They're gonna, they may take a little bit longer. You may find out once you get into it that you're going to have to do more research or things like that. So some of these different smaller tasks might take longer, but as long as you're still working towards your milestones and you still meet those milestones, you're going to realize you're going to be able to accomplish your goal. And each one of these little steps are also going to serve as kind of like accomplishment goals. Every time you accomplish one of these little steps, you're going to feel accomplished and it's going to give you more confidence that you're going to be able to complete the task in a whole. A lot of the times we, set, we tend to do things for pleasure, playing phone games, um, just things that aren't productive towards our goals. Those are going to kind of distract us from our work. So if we kind of rearrange those, those things we like to do um, that aren't really helping us achieve our goals, if we use those as a reward, we can help us focus more on completing those tasks. So give ourselves rewards, set a timer for those rewards so we're not overusing those, and that's going to kind of help get these tasks done, and in the long run, that's going to minimize the guilt in, in the end when you don't accomplish something you're working for. And remember, our, our it and our subconscious is going to be sneaky, and it's going to find all kinds of different ways to give us a reason why we, we need to procrastinate. Maybe they're like, oh, we don't have all the information. Uh, it's going to put us off to start. And, I, you know, I talked about the the sleep and the food and all kinds of things where, oh, I got plenty of time. You know, we got to look out for those and be aware. I found some research that talked about procrastination, and one of them describes it as a problem uh, with our brain's executive function. And that means it's the skill that kind of allows us to plan and then follow through with those tasks. Some of it is kind of a failure of our mood regulation. I talked about stress worrying about how difficult the task might be. And those are all going to come into play until we can realize that they're not really as bad as they appear. Another part of that mood regulation is we're going to finally come to realize that this, this task that we have to complete, like paying bills or things like that, they're not, they're not just going to go away. They're going to be there. So these two ideas kind of get combined into a big self-regulation. And that's really the key to confronting, which is our second step, these things that we want to do instead of trying to avoid them. In the long run, that's going to reduce our stress overall. And, you know, they, they found people that procrastinate, they have a, a lot of trouble managing their blood pressure. It's common to have heart disease. And sometimes it's linked to depression and anxiety. So it's a good thing to get rid of this. Some people think, Procrastination is just being laziness or bad time management, but really it's a lot more than that. Another thing, people will tend to, it'll seem like they're procrastination, procrastinating if they fail to plan ahead, or if they don't really prioritize their goals, like writing things down, putting the stuff on paper, kind of breaking it up, kind of brainstorming it, leave some time to, to do the proper planning. That'll help minimize that stress in the long run, and it'll help you have more realistic goals. Sometimes, for me, I, they also said that procrastination is, 
can tend to be linked to like impulsivity. Uh, they'll find people that tend to procrastinate something with, with our brain tends us to be also be impulsive. So you may, may notice that too. Uh, another thing that can help with procrastination is uh, kind of look towards, we used to always call it our future self. And uh, at this one job I was at, we used to always call it, well, that's a future me problem. So people, people will do that and they'll use, well, that extra time they have to complete that or they'll do something where they won't worry about it and they'll put it off till later. Um, but we also can use that as a motivator to get things done. A look at how your future self is going to feel um, once you complete this. Like if you're trying to organize something, uh, clean your room, clean your house, think of kind of spend a little time to like visualize what that's going to look like and that feeling of accomplishment you're going to have once that big task is complete. That's going to help give you some motivation to want to start and uh, get going. Uh, another good tip is to kind of create some r rules, some kind of like non-negotiables. Some of those rules you can use as, like I said, those different steps. You can give yourself rewards for different parts of the, the progress. One of the things I like to do, or one of the things that I do is for procrastination is to be like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to get something to eat. And a lot of times I'm not even that hungry, but it's my brain tricking me thinking that, hey, I'll just eat something or like, oh, maybe I didn't eat for a long time. So maybe set a timer for 30 minutes, maybe an hour, things like that. Well, you're not going to go hungry in an hour. So that will help you to set that rule and give you a little reward to like, I'm just going to work on this for an hour, and then I'll, then I'll go do that thing. And you may find once you get done with that, you'll get in that groove, in that zone, and that might not even be important, and you'll work longer than you think. Um, you can also use rules to kind of give yourself uh, some consequences for not doing a task that you said to yourself that you were going to do. Like I said, best thing for the rules and these non-negotiables is to like write these rules down or tell somebody that can kind of hold you accountable. And another thing is to evaluate. Uh, sometimes things don't go as planned. Sometimes me, we may get distracted or something may happen as we're trying to build this new habit. So make sure we go back and evaluate what happened. How did that, how did we get distracted? Uh, I know for me, I have a lot of stuff on my desk, and the best thing would be to do is if those start to become distractions and I notice they're, they're getting me off track, is to evaluate that and go back through and either go to a different place, somewhere else where there's not going to be distractions, a coffee shop, a restaurant, things like that, or just go to a desk that doesn't have anything on it. So there's different ways where evaluating those events can help us create a better plan. We want to kind of focus on the long term. So a lot of times goals can be in the future. So by being able to, instead of focusing on how, you're going to, how it's going to turn out, look at like what little steps you need to take to get there. Uh, another thing that's going to help lead to procrastination is indecision. A lot of times they're like, well, I don't know if I want to do this, or I don't know if this is the best way. And I've wasted a lot of time trying to do all this extra research, trying to do things to come to, come to find out after I started doing it, that didn't work anyway. So I heard this guy, uh, he was talking, he says, you know, just do something even if it's wrong. Anything is better than nothing. And some people argue, well, if you're going completely the wrong direction, you know, you're not getting closer to your goal. 
but the argument to that is if you're doing something, even if you fail, those are going to be beneficial to how to actually achieve your goal. You may have failed anyway, and you may have needed that information in order to actually analyze and evaluate that step in order to figure out what you really needed to do and what actions you needed to take. Another, I talked about distractions a little bit. Another big one I heard was, you know, I, this one's big for me. I have a bunch of apps on my phone, and I have a lot of them set to mute. Uh, they're just going off all the time, and they're distractions. And I don't know if you guys has, have used this, but uh, my phone has like a focus mode where I can set a timer on my phone where it just mutes all notifications, mutes all calls, and things like that. You'll realize that once you do that, like most of those things that come in, most of those things that happen are really not that important, and you're going to get a lot more done instead of those little distractions that are going to kind of derail you. My phone also has like a do not disturb mode where it's not going to alarm, ding, vibrate, anything. And I know some people have close family members or things like that where like it could be an emergency. Um, you can set different callers up so that they can still come through when you have it on do not disturb mode. Um, you can also set it up where if somebody calls you twice, it'll ring, and that will also help minimize some of those distractions to include those spam calls we get. Another part for procrastination is, you know, look at your goals and your priorities. Um, I have a long to-do list of all these little things that I would like to do, and I usually find that I pick the ones that are going to be the easiest and the most fun. So a lot of times that doesn't align with my priorities. So you got to have goals that excite you, of course, but you also need to go through and kind of analyze those and see which ones are most important. And sometimes I get distracted because I'll have things come up that have a real short deadline, and they'll kind of interfere with my plan and then tend me to go off and, and do other things. So remember, once you're bouncing back and forth to all these different tasks and things like that, it's going to make you way less effective. So focus on one problem at a time, get that done, cross it off your list, and then move on. Uh, for me, another thing that causes distraction is like that, that instant gratification. Like I said, I'm a, I tend to pick the things that are easy and fun, and that doesn't always lead me towards my goals. And I, I can use those those things, those tasks, they are on my list, but move those to one of those reward tasks. Maybe say like, well, once I get this done, then I'll go do this. I know I need to do that anyway, um, but that will be kind of a reward for completing something that I didn't really want to do. And I started to think, if you, if you look at some of, some of the goals people put on their list, they don't really have a deadline. I know I work real efficient when I have like a real close deadline, when I have to get this done by a certain time. But if I give myself a week or if I'm off for a week and I'm like, okay, I have seven days to get all this stuff done, I will probably get pushed to the very last moment I have in order to get it done. So those goals and those tasks that don't really have a deadline, I started to look at and I thought, well, they actually do have a deadline. You know, we have a, a limited amount of time here and depending on what age you are and what goals you have to achieve, you may need a certain amount of time to be able to complete those. So there is an ultimate deadline. Just to kind of cover some basic steps, I kind of bulleted a, a summary here. The first one is to kind of break it down 
into smaller steps. Um, have smaller goals. Uh, the second one is to have smaller tasks in order to complete those goals. Um, I came across a technique called the Pomodoro technique, and that's where you'll, you'll set a timer for, let's say, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, uh, and then take a break, and then come back, set a timer, and, and leave that as like a non-distraction zone where you're not going to answer your phone, not going to turn all the notifications off, and just focus at the test at your hand. Uh, the next one is, is set the bar low. So that one's kind of, I kind of didn't like that idea until I learned more about it because uh, I'm kind of a, a big goal type of person. But for that low bar, that's going to be important for like the smaller steps towards your, your large goal. It's going gonna, it's gonna to have to be something where you have the confidence in order to achieve those steps and they'll build over time where you can kind of raise that bar in order to complete those tasks. That's going to help minimize procrastination. Uh, for me, that also applies for if I'm looking at my entire to-do list. A lot of times, if I don't have a, a list prioritized, I'll read through them all trying to figure out which one's the most important. And by the time I get done reading through this list, I'm like so overwhelmed, like I don't want to do any of them. So setting the bar low is, is, is a good technique. Uh, the next one is in, enjoy the process. Uh, that can come in a bunch of different forms. One, your goal should be something that you enjoy, something that you really want to work towards. And another thing for me is I find that if I listen to music while I'm doing stuff, it doesn't really distract me as much as some people would think, and it makes that task a lot more fun. And then another thing that can help with that is uh, give yourself rewards like I talked about when you're done. Uh, another, another thing I came across was this thing called the Parkinson's Law, and that's where if you, if you are trying to – your mind's going to try to minimize the stress. So as you look at a task, you're going to try to evaluate how long it's going to take you, and you're going to indirectly give yourself a little bit longer than you think it's going to take because you don't want to feel rushed. You don't want to be in that stressed, uh, I don't want to say zone, because you'll get in the zone, you'll end up getting more done, but you don't want to feel stressed or that you have to complete this in a, in a short period of time. So you're going to give yourself a little bit longer window. Well, this Parkinson's law is going to say that you're going to fill whatever time you allow in order to do that. I find when I give myself bigger windows to do something, um, once I get started, I'll start making really good progress. I'll look at the time, and I'll be like, oh, man, i got plenty of time. I'll go grab something to eat, or I'll go get some water, and then I'll, I'll get out of that zone, and I'll just start getting distracted. So make sure you try to give yourself less time than you really think, and then – that will allow for a couple things. One, if you run into something that actually causes that small task to take longer, you'll still be able to meet your deadline. And two, it's, it's not going to allow you to waste time or slow down. Um, I find like if I'm researching stuff online uh, and I come across something that's, that's interesting that's not really related to the topic I'm researching, I'll look at the time. I'll be like, hey, do I have time to watch this five-minute video? It's only five minutes, right? So, so that's a big part. Uh, the next summary is uh, avoid distractions. So I talked a bunch, about a bunch of those. And the last part is understand yourself. So a lot of these techniques may work for some people. They may not work for others. Uh, the key is as you try to use these, as you discover more, evaluate and then learn from them. And that will help you to modify your techniques. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, uh, Jody.
that was a fantastic talk on procrastination. Earlier part of my life, based upon, you know, my past and uh, different things that I had to go through, procrastination was very much a thorn in my side. But I discovered the three-step method, identify, confront, and become proactive, and it helped me tremendously to uh, overcome that procrastination in my life on my journey of self-discovery. Really appreciate it. That was really good, uh, Jody. Thank you very much. Thanks, Paul. Courtney. Yeah. How has procrastination affected you on your journey of self-discovery? Um, the biggest effect it had on me was, you know, my my procrastination and actually, you know, getting a large a large um, getting ahead in my journey of self-discovery. I haven't in the past. I haven't really been you know, focused on the things that I need to focus on because I've distracted myself with the smaller things or the things that weren't important at all to to my to my journey. I've always kind of said, oh, I'm going to get to that or I'm going to do that or I'll write it down and forget about it. Or I'll say I need to, you know, take inventory of certain things in my life. I need to, you know, release myself of worries and cares of certain things, but I never really put it into action. I would just say it. I would talk about it, but I wouldn't be about it. And it took me a while to even get to the point where I wanted to work on myself or to work on my my journey and not letting my it control the way that I thought about myself, the way that I thought about the things that I wanted to do. I found myself talking myself out of certain things a lot. Like I've talked myself out of certain careers. I've talked myself out of, you know, the simplest things, like even wearing something that was a little bit more flashy than I usually would. And I find myself, I found myself talking myself out of getting down to the root causes of why I thought the way I thought or did the things that I did. And it has procrastination has definitely hindered me in that way. It has hindered me from, you know, moving forward as I was always, I was always, a like, just putting it off. Like, even reading a book that I know that I, I that what I would gain some things from, but it, it was more difficult because I wasn't ready. And I've, I've learned to start to make plans for things. Like recently I bought a planner and like Jody said, you know, taking time to structure out what's more, more important, what are my priorities right now. And I started doing that. And I find it a lot easier to get things done after prioritizing them. So I won't overwhelm myself with everything that I need to get done. I'll section it off. I'll say, hey, Okay, this right here is the section of things that I feel like are most important. Then it's the secondary importance, and then so on and so forth. So if I, if I organize it in a way that I feel like I can accomplish it when it's not overwhelming, I'll procrastinate a lot less. And like Jody said before, you know, 
distracting myself with simple things like getting something to eat. Like, oh, I know I need to do this, but let me go let me go to the store and grab some stuff that I really don't even need. I just felt like I wanted at the time just to distract me from the things that I need to do. Or I'll sit and scroll on my phone knowing that I have things that I have to do because it's a distraction. It's distracting me from, you know, moving forward because of that, that fear of, okay, what if I don't do this correctly? What if I make a mistake? What if I, you know, don't follow through? Those are the things that have, helped my procrastination, and I realized that in order for me to get the things done that I need to do, I have to stop trying to add certain things in there that make me, you know, that make me happy, but in turn are not helping me. So I'll go hang out with a certain friends instead of doing the things that I know I need to do. It's like, oh, you know, I just I feel like some company right now. But that that feeling of I want some company is more of I don't feel like doing this, even if I know I need to. It's just it's not as fun. It's not going to give me an enjoyment at the moment. So, yeah, I've, procrastination has definitely been a narrative for a while, and I'm recently just, learning to, you know, not to procrastinate as much. I'm not going to say that I don't procrastinate at all anymore, but I definitely don't procrastinate as much because I came to a realization that I wanted to get these things done. Really appreciate that, Courtney. Um, No problem. Earlier part of the week, uh, we talked about uh, accomplishments and Mm -hmm. techniques and the technique on how accomplishments helps to build our self-confidence and self-image. And you Mm -hmm. talked that today you talked about uh, you applied it to your students at work. I I did. Tell us a little bit about that. So um, Paul has since Monday, um, a little background on Monday, I I had a panic attack because I, I was, like, I had a panic attack to the point where I, my chest was hurting. Like, I, it was rough. I called Paul. He talked to me for, like, an hour and a half, talking me off this ledge. And, and I was, uh, you know, I was thinking about all of those things that needed to be done, things that I needed to get done, things that I have not accomplished yet. And so at the end of uh, Paul and I's conversation, he told me, this is what I want you to do. I want you to make a list of every tiny, small, minuscule accomplishment that you've ever done, as simple as learning how to walk, learning how to talk, things like that. And it took me a while to actually start writing this list because I'm thinking and I'm like, accomplishments, I mean, like what really have I accomplished? And then I talked to Paul again and he's like, I want you to write down those small things, the tiny things. And it didn't resonate to me that that those were the things that I did not give myself credit for, that I should have. And as I'm writing my list yesterday and today and the day before that, I'm thinking, like, the more I write, the more I feel a little bit more confident in myself. And I started with, you know, being born. Second thing on my list, surviving 
being a month and a half early, learning how to crawl, learning how to walk, learning how to talk, all of those small things. And as I kept going, those accomplishments got a little bit bigger. So today I had a goal group with my kids. Um, I work at a mental hospital for kids. And our goal group, we usually talk about the goals we want to set for ourselves, the goals that we're working on currently but have not yet achieved. And today I wanted to switch it up. I wanted to, I wanted to talk about our accomplishments the same way that Paul instilled in me that the tiny accomplish, accomplishments make it make the bigger ones just so much more grand. And one of my girls, one of my little girls, she, she had a hard time starting it. She was struggling with, you know, what, what to write. And I told her, I said, I want you to write down the smallest thing, even learning how to talk, learning how to ride a bike, falling off that bike and getting back on it. Like put those things on there, as many as you can think of. And at the end of our group, she had a hundred things on her list. A hundred. In forty-five minutes, she found she managed to find a hundred accomplishments that she had. And I was very proud of her because I I haven't even come up with a hundred yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she was so proud of herself. She was like, Miss Courtney, Miss Courtney, look at my list. Look at how many I got. So many accomplishments. I have a hundred accomplishments. And it just made me, it made me proud to see that this works even for children who are not of a certain age and feel like they need, like it works because it makes you proud of yourself. It makes you want to accomplish more. And I told them, I said, okay, next week we're going to do the same exact thing, but we're adding more to our list. And, of course, I had some kids that struggled just like anybody else would, but the ones that just, she said she started writing and then she, she just couldn't stop. I was like, I just started writing and then I just, I just couldn't stop. I, I kept going and I, I had so much to, to write down and I can't wait to show, you know, whoever. Um, but she was so proud of herself and this is usually a little girl who's very timid, very shy, not very confident in who she is. And by the end of the group, she was so bright and, and enthusiastic and ready to take on whatever was coming next. And it, and it was an inspiration for me. And it just proves that when you believe your smallest accomplishments mean a lot, that you can just keep going. The sky's the limit. The sky is the limit. Like, there's no stopping you. If you've accomplished this many things so far, just imagine what's yet to come. Just imagine how far you are going to go if you keep, keep writing down and praising yourself and rewarding yourself for even the smallest, slightest thing. So it was, it was a great group. And I thank Paul for, you know, putting those thoughts into my head. Thank you very much, Courtney. Yeah, I, no appreciate, I appreciate you, uh, taking the uh, technique and applying it and see how well it does do. And uh, definitely sharing it with your students shows, I think, all of us that uh, if you work on a, a system, work on a plan of action and apply yourself, it's unlimited what the possibilities of that, the effect that can come out of it. So right. thank you very much. Thank you, Paul.
Ray, are you online? Yeah, I'm here. How has procrastination affected you on your journey of self-discovery? Um, shoot. How hasn't it? Is the question in every every single way possible? It's basically uh, the thing that takes you all the time to get around to what you really want, what you really, uh, you know, your hopes and dreams. So I think it's a natural part of the process of growing, but also a part of that process is figuring that out and working to get better and better at it. Like all the things that Jody said, overcoming procrastination, changing your habits, making them smaller and more more attainable. You know, that's a part of the process of growing as well, that we can't eliminate procrastination from having an effect on us, but we can choose different routes, you know, to take in response to that feeling of procrastination. It's caused me to put off certain goals. Definitely the uh, difficulty factor. I, I, that one is one where I struggle with the most, is making a problem more difficult than it is. And uh, I, I do that with cooking. It's <laughs> To this day, I, I still come up with this elaborate, story of what all it takes to actually put dinner on the table between thinking of what what I'm going to cook, grocery shopping, handling the logistics of it so that half of what I buy doesn't end up going expired. You know, I think of all these recipes I'd have to juggle and crunch like chemistry equations to figure out what all I'd have to cook to utilize the supplies that I've already bought without wasting more money and it end up being more expensive, more expensive than if I just eaten out. So that really resonated with me because I know that, I, that I'm doing that, and it's it's still hard to overcome it. Um, I told myself that I'm just giving myself 30 days where I just stop complaining about cooking and do it and just see, you know, give it some time. If I have a, a, a challenge or come across an issue, like Jody said, just do it anyway, you know. So instead of, see, I knew this was going to, you know, take a lot of time, uh, a lot of effort, just continue doing it and see how good I get at it, you know, and how second nature it becomes to just get groceries and, and cook, you know. And it doesn't have to be all day, every single day, three, four, five meals a day. But just getting it together, you know, to the point where I'm cooking throughout the week and providing you know, dinners without going out every single day and having food to take for, as uh, leftovers for lunch the next day so I save money on lunch. You know, all these things that uh, they seem like a no-brainer, but for me the struggle that, you know, that doesn't come, it's not a passion of mine. I don't really want to do it, and I haven't done it growing up. You know, I haven't uh, been in the kitchen with parents, so it's just not a, a – a second nature thing to me. It takes work. And uh, that's one way of procrastination uh, gets in my way by, you know, thinking of it as just this dreadful process that I'm trying to avoid at all costs.
And, uh, like, same with just doing it. Jody said something about just uh, not worrying about if you do it wrong. It reminded me I I have a a gig coming up this Saturday to DJ, and I've had my equipment for a while, and I've always thought of DJing, but even when I'm practicing at home, I think about how stressful it can be sometimes, kind of trying to find the next song. You only have so many minutes to... Um, to get it together and a lot of that comes with time and preparation you know actually building set lists and things like that but I always imagine myself being out DJing and just how much more stress you know that you're actually got people waiting for the next song and you got to keep that that vibe going keep the energy up or be able to flow you know bring the energy up bring it back down it seems like a lot of work you don't have you don't really have time to sit back and think about it. You, you've got to be in the flow and you've got to keep it going from beginning to end. So, um, but being in the habit of just doing things as I've been for a while, it was an idea. I saw an opportunity. Um, I've been talking about it the past week or two and saw the opportunity and then just moved on it, um, threw it out there. And the person said, what are you doing Saturday? And so now here I am preparing set lists and things like that to go DJ Saturday. And the whole time I'm thinking, this is probably, you know, I probably should have just said, hey, we, we need a little bit more time, you know, uh, maybe the, the following Saturday. But I thought I could have lost the opportunity, you know. They, uh, they open the door, I say, oh, maybe next time, and then that'd be the end of it. So instead I chose to jump on it. And even between now and then, I just keep reminding myself of that, that nobody, who says I've got to go out and, and DJ the most perfect set, you know? Who, who says I'm not allowed to make mistakes? It's my first night ever doing it at a venue and, and for other people. So who cares, you know? Uh, it won't feel great if I mess up or, you know, but who cares? That's a part of the process. There's no way I could actually get to the goal without – taking a chance and doing it regardless, you know, if I mess up, not thinking about so much about it having to be perfect, but just going, just showing up, just taking my equipment there, plugging it up, start making sound with it, you know. So it's going to be a struggle, though, to kind of stay in that mindset. Um, I will be tempted to, you know, go into flight mode, you know, that fight or flight just kind of not wanting to be there thinking like, man, I kind of set myself up for this and all that different stuff. I've been there before, you know, many things that I've had to push through and got me to where I'm at today. So it's a love hate thing. And, uh, it's just one of those, those things you've got to ask yourself, what's the outcome? What's the consequences of not doing it? Uh, because that's where I'm at with it is that the, the consequence of not pushing to and through these types of things are, just not living a life that you can be proud of, that you can look back and be, you know, say that, hey, I stepped outside of those comfort zones and I chose to live instead of just dwindling away, you know, and, and being and always having regret for not having done what you said you wanted to do, you know. So I think that, like many things, there's an acceptance that helps that, procrastination is something that's going to affect us but that we don't have to we don't have to lose that fight um but we but it is a fight you know welcome the fight all right it's a it's a part of being alive so 
we get a chance to to grow and to live and to experience. So we can be grateful for that opportunity, and it's up to us what we choose to do with it and about it. And you can choose to push through it, or you can choose to allow it to control your life. And it's just it's it's tough to push through, but it's also it also sucks to just let life pass you by and wonder what it could have been. So that's my experience with uh, procrastination. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Ray. I don't think that this coming uh, uh, weekend of of then of DJing is uh, going to be any negative effect at all. By you DJing and them hearing that music and getting it into their soul, they ain't going to be thinking about no negatives about how you're doing or anything like that. They're just going to be appreciate hearing what you put on, you know, in the air. Yeah. You know, it's funny hearing you say that. It's like, you know, I imagine that to be true. You know, I I know from being on the other side of the DJ table, you're just there and just hey, enjoying whatever, uh, especially if it's good music. That's what I try to remind myself, too, that and I have transitions and things to worry about. But the, the, the music is going to do most of the work. It's a lot of good music, so... Even if I crashed them into one another, they still got about two or three minutes to have a good time <laughs> until, the right. Next, right. until the next until the next crash. So, I was gonna say like your your uh, playlists are pretty dope, so you should you should be good for sure. Yeah, we're doing uh, like Afro house, like it's a lot of like real ethnic bass and drum type stuff. So it's gonna be crazy and getting an opportunity to do this when there's nobody doing it out here, it, it makes it more, you know, or just that much more special. But um, it's going to be interesting for sure. Are you going to be able to tape it? Yeah, I've got uh, Derry, my my best friend. He's coming out, and he's got the film company, so he's bringing all professional equipment, and he's going to get it filmed. And, you know, I'll be able to be there and take part in editing it even though I don't need to, it's just cool that he's, you know, my best friend. So it's not just like I'm paying some guy or relying on somebody who said they know what they're doing. This guy, he's, um, he's filming professional quality stuff. So it's going to be cool to have that there too. You know, whenever he finishes with it, I like to get a copy if it's possible. Of course. Thank you very much, uh, Ray. Really appreciate that. Anybody else no like problem. to say anything before we leave tonight? Okay, gang. Next Thursday night, 7.30. Don't forget. Talk to your enemies, friends, and relatives. Get them online next Thursday night at 7.30. Call the number 518 Access code 655145. Thank you. See you next week.